0: Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P., Joe P. Zafia, and today we're going to go through the top 36 players on our board at fantasypros.com. We're going to talk about The tiers in which they are ranked, who we want to move into those tiers, out of those tiers, and what they really mean. And the best people to talk about that are my two guests today, Andrew Erickson, Mr. Big Pod Energy himself. The hair is high. He looks right. He is ready today for the show. Another one of my good pals. Usually we're talking wrestling, but today we're going to talk football. It's Brian Drake, who you know, of course, from all the podcasts over at, uh, of course, Fantasy Points. You can follow him on the Twitter Machine at Drake Fantasy. And gentlemen... We've got Scott Fishbowl going, Drafts have officially kicked off. But I think it's really important that we start to look at these tiers and these drop off points. And these are things that I always feel like, you know, when you're trying to build core roster strength in fantasy football, it is paramount. And these first few rounds, we often say, well, you can't lose necessarily, but I think you can win if you make some really good decisions. And Drake, I know we're we're looking ahead of these tiers. And, and when you do your rankings, how important are those tiers for you when you're putting them together?
1: There's no question uh, that tiers are very important. And anybody who's drafting, whether it's in auction, salary cap, whatever you call it these days, uh, if you're drafting best ball tournaments uh, on you know your platform of choice or your redraft in somebody's garage on Labor Day weekend, you've got to know tiers. I always have my tiered cheat sheets. So I know when there's a run uh, that we're in the midst of, I can start checking names off and going, all right, I got to make sure I get in on this. Otherwise – know, my team's going to be struggling. Then you're hitting the trade market. You never want to be left short in a position. This is going to be an invaluable exercise to your listeners learning about the tiers. And I'm glad to be back with my man, Andrew Erickson. I love this guy. I missed him.
0: (laughs) That's right. You guys spent a lot of quality time together over the years on SiriusXM and other platforms. Uh, Andrew, actually, uh, one of the great folks that Brian works with over Fantasy Points, uh, Mr. Hanson, he said the other day on his show I was listening to, he said, at the end of the day, all ADP is is just polling results, and I thought that was very clever. And sometimes polling results can be incorrect. We've seen that once or twice over these last few years, and it is kind of this consensus take, and it, obviously we're going to be working off of fantasypros.com. You can go to fantasypros.com slash rankings to see what we're looking at here and go through and make up tiers of your own using you know the cheat sheet creator and other tools and on, on Draft Wizard. But I, I think that's very important where this is the general consensus, but... Everybody, especially analyst-wise, is going to have some unique flavor in terms of where they want to group these players and how, because just because the group think exists doesn't necessarily mean it's always correct.
3: No question about it. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's an important tool to consider because it's sharpening of a lot of different minds that are feeding into this, especially when you look at, you know, normal ADV, ADP versus ECR rankings. Like this is a consensus of the experts that are ranking players. And how do those potentially differ from the consensus of just the public basically drafting teams, which also could include some experts, but also including non-expert fantasy football players. So Mm -hmm. I think it's something that's worth considering because it's, there's a lot of smart people that are drafting right now. Like there's a lot of savvy drafters. So you may want to look at everything and first think, okay, like, where can I find this is where something is wrong? You can also look at it as this is a tool that you can use, like you can use the meeting of the minds that. You know, why is this player rising? Why is this player ranked this way? So I think it's a very useful to him. I'm excited to go through the tiers here.
0: And you can use this against each other, too. Like, um, you know, when you're looking at in your drafts, you see this consensus board, right, Drake? And, you know, we have some of the tools we have like Fantasy Pros where you can make these cheat sheets that you can mm-hmm. use specific analysts. You could use Brian Drake. You could use Andrew Erickson. And then you can kind of draft against what the ADP is out there, what the consensus is out there. That seems like a huge advantage to me.
1: ADP to me has always felt this way. It doesn't tell me where I'm drafting a player. It tells me where you draft the player. Mm, so now well when I'm in my draft, as we're in the Scott Fishbowl right now, I love looking at the ADP of current drafts going on. So when I'm thinking, all right, when do I want to take Kadarius Toney? I can look, and go, all right, well, he's coming off the board, let's say ninth round. So I know that I can snag him at, at a certain spot. And not saying I'm going to take Kadarius Tony, but uh, I
3: would
0: you know, just for players remember
3: like... urban meyer was really high on Kadarius tony don't forget that uh, all right
0: well, well once you get the uh, urban meyer reference Kadarius we, we gotta... Tony
3: is literally <laughs>
1: already well down the antonio brown path at this point like if he doesn't own an arena <laughs> football path? team by midseason,
0: <laughs> i think he knows i i think we know which path that is unfortunately let's get to the path of these players so let's start with the tier one guys at the very top of the board and at the very top of course it's the usual suspects christian mccaffrey justin jefferson Austin Eckler, Jamar Chase, and Bijan Robinson, tier number one over on the Fantasy Pros website right now of those five guys. Drake, do you agree with that? Is there somebody move out of that tier or into that tier that isn't there currently?
1: Well, the one name that you know kind of worries me, and I just put a tweet out about him today is Bijan Robinson. Now. Can Bijan as a rookie get there? No question about it. We've seen it before with Zeke. We've seen it with Barkley. Uh, you know, rookie running backs can get there. But it, this Atlanta offense scares the bejesus out of me, Joe, just because they don't have a good quarterback. This is a guy who's Desmond Ritter. Everyone thought Marcus Mariota was very inaccurate. If you look at Desmond Ritter, he was even more inaccurate in his four starts. So you got a guy who I don't trust getting the ball down the field, don't trust sustaining drives. We're putting a lot on Bijan Robinson, but he is super healthy. They run a ton of outside zone. Bijan excelled at that at Texas. I think he can do it again here in Atlanta. If I could move one name into that group, I'd put my guy Cooper Cup. Last year, he was second in the league in targets per route run. He was in his nine games, leading the NFL in target share at damn near 30%. I think he's going to lead the NFL in targets, and he's got absolutely no target competition out there. I don't know why we're still sleeping on Cooper Cup. The guy's just going to go back to
0: being the PPR machine that we've known and loved for the past few years. Now, that makes a lot of sense to me. I will fight you about Bijan Robinson, though, and I got two words for you if you're worried about Desmond Ritter. Taylor Heineke, let's go. Uh, Let's go on to you, Andrew Erickson. You're looking at this tier. It is five deep here at the very top in tier one. CMC. J.J., Eckler, Chase, Bijan, Drake wants to move Cup in. Do you want to move Cup in or anybody else in or out?
3: Yeah, I agree that Cup should be moved in. I was more hesitant on Cup earlier in the offseason when there was, seemed like there was more ambiguity about the health of Matthew Stafford. But so far, the reports have been pretty positive about Matthew Stafford bouncing back. He should be good to go. And Cooper Cup has scored more fantasy points than any other player when he's been healthy over the last season and a half. So for him not to be a tier one player when his quarterback is back, I think is is, is malpractice. I think he has to be in tier one for that reason. I, I mean, Travis Kelsey, are, are we not going to put him in in the mm-hmm. tier one? I think that he's earned it. Like, I mean, if we're going to put Bijan in tier one, how he doesn't even play to snap in the NFL, we're going to take Travis Kelsey out of tier one when he's been tight end one for, I mean, ever since I've been born. I, I was born and Travis Kelsey was tight end one. So I think Kelsey should probably be in in tier one as well, and if I were to take somebody out, we make some make some room. So Bijan would be a candidate, just because I want to see it first a little bit. I mean, tier two is still really good, but probably Austin Eckler. I mean, Austin Eckler has really been at the top of his game, the most touchdowns scored of any running back over the last two seasons. Touchdowns tend to regress if all those other weapons are healthy, and we were even getting reports today about he's still not happy about his current contract situation. Like, are they going to bring in another running back? It's a new offensive coordinator. Is he going to catch as many balls, as many targets with healthy receivers around him? So it wouldn't surprise me if Eckler takes a step back this year in his final year and under his current contract, which could potentially move him into tier two.
0: Uh, It's hard to argue with the Kelsey argument. I mean, he's the best player in his division. He's such an enormous advantage at his position. And I keep saying it, the teams that draft him in the top five or six players, I like the way those rosters look way more than when he slides down in the draft I think you have to be early and aggressive I think those rosters look a lot better because you're getting still three top 30 players if you take Kelsey way above otherwise you have to wait and there's another tier drop off and this is why the tiers are so important uh and you know with both of you guys uh no one's moving Bijan out of that tier one not when I'm hosting the show not today but the Eckler point is a great one Erickson I like where you're at with that let's go to tier two Tier two is a little bit deeper. At six, it starts with Saquon Barkley, then Jonathan Taylor. There's Travis Kelsey and Cooper Cup showing up at eight and nine, so we can argue about that all we want. Uh, Other guys in tier two, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, one could argue before some of these other extracurricular issues surrounding Tyreek Hill, maybe he was a guy for that tier one conversation. Josh Jacobs, who played like a tier one last year, but again, lots of questions if he can repeat that. Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, that is your tier two. Erickson, let's start with you in this group too. Do you see anybody that you want to move down out of tier two and maybe into tier two that's not there currently?
3: I think that tier two just needs more wide receivers. Like we're we're talking about how wide receivers are screaming up draft boards, and I see two wide receivers here in tier two, which one of them is Cooper Cup, who we're already talking about moving up. So I think we need to move more receivers up into this particular Mm -hmm. tier. I'm looking at AJ Brown, I'm looking at Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm looking at Stephon Diggs. You know, why is Tyree Kill so much better than those three guys? I, I don't I don't really see that. I mean, Tyree Kill had a fantastic year last year, but he's got question marks with his quarterback staying healthy. He has another really good number two receiver in his own offense. Could Jalen Wall outscore Tyree Kill this year? It's possible. But I, I mean, AJ Brown, he's an alpha. St. Brown's an alpha. Diggs is an alpha. So I think this is a tier where you should be able to draft alpha wide receivers. I think those guys should be in here. Josh Jacobs, for me, would definitely get the bump out. I'm very skeptical of him repeating what he's able to do last year. And I mean, if I had to move another running back, probably Derek Henry, even though he just doesn't ever seem to stop. Eventually, he'll hit a wall. Will it be this year. I'm not really sure, but <laughs> I still feel better about taking some of these receivers over him.
0: I agree with you. I think the receivers missing from there a little bit, I would say A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, those guys specifically in this tier that's where they should be am i the only person who keeps looking at those stats for aj brown and keep thinking that he's underrated this year still oh, i don't God. know why he still feels underrated to me it's so many drafts so far early on uh drake when you're looking at this group in tier two who stands out to you that doesn't belong and who do you want to put in there that you think deserves more respect
1: the name that keeps coming back to me and erickson mentioned him is josh jacobs now is 2022, just a major outlier year for Josh Jacobs. 1,600-plus yards, 12 uh, rushing touchdowns. He was one of three guys in the top 10 and running back who didn't have a receiving touchdown. But it's not like he didn't get work there. He still caught 53 balls. So this is an offense now where maybe they try to, I don't know, and and you can't necessarily rein it in with Jimmy G. I think he is very comparable to Derek Carr. So it's Devontae, it's Josh Jacobs. This was an offense last year that I believe was bottom six in eight man boxes against. So it's not like people were stacking it to try to stop uh, Josh Jacobs. So can Josh Jacobs return that same value? It seems like nobody wants to draft this guy. He's healthy. He's still young. He's only going to be 25 years old. It's not like he's a 28 year old running back on a team that has limited weapons now without Darren Waller. So that's kind of the name I I, want to see bumped up a little higher because I think we're all sleeping on Josh Jacobs just, putting 2022 off as a total fluke
0: now it makes sense to me uh, when all of this uh discussion brewing here all this draft talk I keep hearing about brew and draft and it makes me think of one thing gentlemen it makes me want a Miller light that's right that's what it makes me want you know the other day I was out there grilling having a little Miller light there making some burgers and dogs for the kids a couple of the uh, little marinated grilled chicken and that's what summer's about and I'm telling you right now you're out there grilling you got to have a Miller light in your hand if you're out there drafting. Right now in early leagues or late leagues, you should have a Miller Lite in your hand. That's the way to go. 96 calories and actually tastes like beer, which is a nice change of pace for some of these light beers. So Miller Lite is part of summer and it tastes great. And we want you to get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. I bet you didn't know that this even existed. MillerLite.com slash fantasy pros. That's right. MillerLite.com slash fantasy pros. You can get beers delivered right to your house for game day, for the draft, I know everyone's busy, you're out there, you're doing all these things for the kids in the summertime, and you're having people over a barbecue, you forgot to pick up the beer, that's okay, MillerLight.com slash FantasyPros gets delivered right to your house, and you can pretty much find Miller Lite anywhere it sells beer as well, so celebrate responsibly, we just had July 4th, we got a lot more summer left to go, a lot more fantasy football drafts to go, so get some Miller Lights, get some friends, and go do some drafts, Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories, 3.2 carbs. That's very important, Andrew Erickson, and 12 ounces. There you go. Andrew Erickson likes the Miller Lite because he likes to cut down the carbs. He's very carb-conscious these days. And me, I'm just beer-conscious. I just want a beer in my hand. It's summertime, and I want to talk about football.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Make your first
1: move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel.
0: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Let's continue to talk about football with some of these other guys in Tier 3. Stefan Diggs kicks things off here. CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, again, I still think Brown should be in Tier 2. <laughs> Maybe even Tier 1 when all is said and done when we talk about this show. Ramondre Stevenson's an interesting one, too, at 18 overall. He is in Tier 3. Devontae Adams in, in this tier as well, but some big questions about Jimmy Garoppolo being able to sustain Devontae Adams' productivity. And how healthy is Jimmy G? Amon St. Brown coming off a great season. Brees Hall coming off an injury Garrett Wilson with a new quarterback, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, Mark Andrews, some great names here. This tier to me, Brian, feels like the make or break tier. This is when I think you can start to make some decisions where your fantasy team is either going in the right direction or the wrong direction. So in tier three, who stands out to you as guys that might not be worthy of the pick here and some guys you want to put into this tier that you think don't get enough attention?
1: I tell you one guy I love, he's at the top of this tier and it's Stefan Diggs. Uh, Stephon Diggs in an electric Buffalo offense just a few years ago, maybe last year coming into the draft season. He was a first round pick in a lot of leagues because of the season that he had uh, just prior. You look at this tier. There's three guys in this tier with Diggs, Lamb and Devontae Adams who were top. Five in targets last year. So you've got guys who the ball runs through these players, and that's exactly what you want. I love this tier. I mean, look at Lamar Mra. He's fantastic. Garrett Wilson, ascending superstar. Maybe the name I would take out here would be Mark Andrews. So Mark Andrews, a guy who's had some really big success with Lamar Jackson. We're going to see a more pass-happy offense, supposedly, in Baltimore. But they've got a lot more weapons now. We don't know how exactly tight end friendly this is going to be. And if I look at Mark Andrews, I could gladly slide him down into segment four because there's players in the next tier that I would rather have over Mark Andrews when you look at you know, Patrick Mahomes we'll get to, T. Higgins, uh, Chris Alave. So uh, that's the guy I'd move down as Mark Andrews. I'm not as high on him as as others. I'd rather just wait a little while and get T.J. Hawkinson.
0: Drake, I got to ask you a follow-up here because you were putting that group together uh, of the top guys of Diggs. Lamb, Devontae Adams, talking about those guys. Mm -hmm. I was one of the, Andrew could tell you, I was one of these big proponents last year of taking advantage of Devontae Adams' stock being down without Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if it's down far enough being with Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Does that feel worrisome to you? Because we don't even know if Jimmy G is really healthy enough to go in the beginning of the year and what limitations he's going to have on him. And this is not, you know, the Kyle Shanahan offense that's designed a certain way, potentially for Jimmy G to have maximized the success with his limited capabilities to begin with. Does that put Devontae Adams' value in any sort of question for you?
1: I love what you're talking about here with Devontae Adams. If you follow me on Twitter, Drake Fantasy, you know I've talked about Devontae Adams as the best wide receiver in football. And, you know, I don't think that lightly. I think that he really is. He's that damn good. So is his stock dropping a little bit? Sure. There's going to be drafts, folks, where you're going to be able to get Devontae Adams, who produces like a first round pick in the third or fourth round. He just keeps falling and all he's going to do is keep producing. There's no Darren Waller there anymore. Uh, you know, people already, as we mentioned in the last segment, have questions about Josh Jacobs. You got uh, Devontae Adams, who is second in uh, the league among wide receivers in targets with 169. He's still going to catch you 100 balls for 1500 yards. Does he score 14, 15 touchdowns this year? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, you know, I like him. If we're going to put Tyreek Hill in the uh, a tier or two tiers or whatever above him, you know, I'm all in on Devontae Adams as the best value of all these players.
0: I understand. Look, I, I was with you last year. This year feels a little different. Now, if he goes to the fourth round, that's totally a 100% a different conversation. Looking at the consensus ADP right now on fantasypros.com, He's going his 14th overall. I don't know if that's enough for me. What about you, Andrew Erickson? In this tier, who do you want to take out of it? Who do you think doesn't belong? And who do you think really should be in this grouping after all?
3: I talked about a lot of the wide receivers, I think, should be moved up to the next tier. So I would move some running backs down. Probably it'd be Najee. Look, so he's in here at RB12. And I talked about Najee being a bounce back candidate. I think that he will bounce back this year, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I want to draft him in the second round. Like that's where he's going based on where this ECR has him ranked. And I don't want to draft him in the second round. Like I want to draft Najee Harris in round four. Like that's where I feel he's valuable. And that's where I think he's a good draft pick because it matters. It's it's, it's okay to be price sensitive to these players because we're not just talking about players. We're talking about the player and the price associated with them. So it, it does matter in that aspect. So I would move Najee down because Ramondre, I think is just an absolute monster. I would move Ramondre up, if anything, to the next tier because I think he's just an absolute beast for the Patriots. And Brees Hall is, we just don't know. Like I can't move him. I can't move him up or down because I just don't know how healthy he is. So I, right. I, I feel stuck with him. So it's like, I'm probably going to really be drafting Brees Hall where he is at his ADP because we all don't know. And I know that there's been a lot of great information thrown out about Brees Hall and his injury from a lot of the physical therapists and doctors from the fantasy space. And they all tend to agree that Brees Hall is, you should be someone that buying the dip on Brees Hall. But at the same time, none of these people are looking at Brees Hall like in a medical room. Like they're not like under this table, be like, Hey, Brees Hall, like check it out in the knee. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. So we could all technically be wrong about Brees Hall. And we just wasted a pick on a guy that misses six weeks to start the year. Don't know. So Again, I
0: just don't think I'm getting enough of a discount. That's my whole thing with Brees Hall. It's yeah, not yeah, it's really not, enough. not I, big I mean big discount. <laughs> right there. Ramondre's right there. Our own Scott Bogman, our colleague, host of the Dynasty Football Podcast, always says something to me, and I think it it always bears true. You're going to have enough injuries come football season with the players you draft. Do you really want to start off with guys that are already hurt? I think the question of how much time does it take him to ramp up, I guess the one question you can ask yourself is, Watch what the Jets did in the offseason. Did they add a lot of talent necessary to back themselves up? No. But if they sign a Dalvin Cook or Ezekiel Elliott or somebody else off the scrap heap, I think that would be indicative potentially of their confidence in Brees Hall in September. Do you agree with that, Andrew?
3: I do. And the fact that Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott have been just talked about with the Jets, like, that brings up, okay, do the Jets have some hesitance about the status of Brees Hall entering the year? Again, they're going to say all the right things. He's going to get all the lip service, and it's just going to be highlight or highlighted to the 10th degree with the Jets on hard knocks. It's like, where's Brees Hall? Like, what's Brees Hall doing uh, uh, today's practice? Like, is he running routes? Like, what's, what's happening? So that's going to add more stress to the situation with Brees Hall. So for me, I can't move him up or down because I'm just kind of like we're in this waiting period with Brees Hall. But you got to know that if you're going to take him in the third round, you're taking on a lot of risk, especially with the Jets. Their schedule to open the year is horrible. First six weeks, it's gonna to be tough sledding for Aaron Rodgers. All these new pieces. Look, when they put new pieces in new places, it doesn't always work out right away. So
0: the Jets on hard knocks, that's something I want to ticket to. Give me a <laughs> ticket to that. I want to watch that show all day long. And if you're looking for tickets this summer, don't forget about game time because game time has tickets last minute for you, whether it be concerts, whether it be sporting events. It doesn't matter. You name it, they've got it. And I know a lot of people sometimes, you know, they're looking for something to do in the summertime. You know, you've got more time on your hands, some vacation, sitting around. Or sometimes maybe the weather doesn't work out. You can't go to the beach. You're looking for something else to do. Game time can help you. It's the best way to get tickets anywhere fast. And it's one of the fastest growing ticket apps in the United States. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets. You can see your favorite baseball team, football team in the fall. By talking about bands or even comedians and comedy shows that are going crazy right now in the summertime. It's not just sports. So July is huge for concerts and all kinds of other things. Download the GameTime app and you can redeem this code FANTASYPROS. It's all one word, FANTASYPROS. Very easy to remember. And you get $20 off your first purchase. That could even basically be a free ticket for something you want to go see. See, you look like the great guy. You invite all your friends and you're going for free. How good is that? Download the GameTime app, be a hero, and enter that promo code FANTASYPROS and get $20 off that first order no matter where you live. Get out, have some fun this week at summertime or even we get to the fall. So great opportunities for some great shows. Everybody's touring again. I was just at a concert last week. Week before that, I was at SmackDown seeing wrestling stuff. Game time is a great way to get the tickets you need, especially at the last minute. But don't forget to use that promo code Fantasy Pros. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. That, my friends, is game time. Let's go some game time right now with this last tier we're going to talk about. So this is 26 to 36. As we close out this top 36 look, tier four, I think this is where the rubber meets the road, gentlemen. This is where you can really go off the rails with the draft. Travis Etienne, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. Then you get Chris Olave, who I'm very high on. In fact, I think he's a tier three player. Uh, Aaron Jones. Also, one can argue he deserves to be a tier three player. His history says tier three player. I know it's a different quarterback, but we're downgrading him. Now I'm interested in him. Devontae Adams, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. So the QBs start to enter into this tier. Then you have DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker, and Jalen Hurts. So we have three quarterbacks here. Andrew, let's start with you with this tier here. When you're looking at it, who immediately jumps out as somebody you want to take out? And who do you think right now just missed it that you think is ready to explode potentially and should be in this grouping?
3: I probably want to take Joe Mixon out of this this tier. I, I don't think Joe okay. Mixon having one good game last year it deserves <laughs> him to be going back into <laughs> into tier four. Because that's the concern with him. Like he had that one blow up game. And I understand that the 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 backfield competition he doesn't really have that much in Cincinnati. But you know, I, I Mixon really wasn't that good last year. Like that's just the point. And when he was going in round five and round six because we weren't sure if he was going to get cut from his team. Yeah. He was rumored to get cut from his team. Oh now we want to take him in the beginning around three, oh, like, his job security's fine when they literally talked about him going to get cut from this team. So I think Mixon has a pretty wide range of outcomes that I'm leaning towards it. Probably him disappointing. Like, are we going to talk about Mixon next year as a round three pick? Probably not. So what does that mean happens this year that causes that uh, repercussion? So Mixon would be someone that I would probably want to slide down a tier. I'd want to add Lamar Jackson. Like, I don't okay. see a scenario where Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts have such a higher ceiling than Lamar Jackson does. Like, why not? Like he runs more than almost all of them. Like, so, and, and we're talking about how exciting this offense could be under new offensive coordinator. He's got weapons for the first time ever. And yet, Oh, well he's in a different tier than those other guys. Like if he's healthy, he's going to put up, if not at just as good, if not better numbers than those particular players or those other quarterbacks. And then the other running back, I would want to see added here talking about rookies, Jameer Gibbs for the Detroit yes. Lions. Look, I think that he's right on the cusp of tier four in these in this particular setup here. He's in tier five, I believe. So I would move him up because I think he can really be a back-end RB1. Look, they don't have a lot of pass catchers in the Lions offense, especially without Jamison Williams. They have Amon Ross St. Brown and then a bunch of cast-offs and a rookie tight end. But they have a rookie running back that they drafted with a top 15 pick that can catch the ball. So I, I think Gibbs is going to offer a high receiving floor And then whatever other red zone work, rushing attempts, efficiency he gets is gravy on top. So I think Gibbs is going to be actually a high floor player in year one with the potential for spike weeks, just based on his explosive profile. One of my
0: favorite lazy fantasy analyst things that I've seen on Twitter, Erickson, is people talking about the second half of Joe Mixon, you know, after week nine, he had four, you know, (laughs) he had uh, five touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, yeah, but he had four of them in one game. And you look at after, besides that 153 yards rushing. He had one game of 96, a game of 20, a game of 21, a game of 65, a game of 12, and a game of 27. So yeah, I'm with you on Mixon 100% and I'm with you on Gibbs 100% too. That's the guy that I keep ticking up my board personally, and I'm with you too on Lamar Jackson. So uh, three for three here. Uh, Brian Drake, when you look at this group, you know, some guys that just missed this tier, Jameer Gibbs, um, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, a guy that really looks like, you know, everyone's going crazy about Addison, but I'm pretty sure that TJ Hawkinson is the second target in this offense from what I saw last year. Uh, Keenan Allen coming off an injury, a few other guys, too, that potentially could crack this tier. But who do you want to take out of tier four and who do you want to put into it instead?
1: I could talk about this tier all day long because it's (laughs) really, really exciting guys. and, And it's players who are kind of polarizing. You got Travis Etienne, a guy who didn't catch more than three passes all season long in any game. You got T. Higgins playing with arguably one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Joe Mixon. Led, you know, it it had his career best in targets and receptions. We have no Samaj P. Ryan this year. Maybe that helps elevate Joe, but he's going to be, you know, another year older. Now he's going to be 27 years old here in a couple of days. Um, I love the quarterbacks too. You know, this is the range you're starting to get to the, you know, that two, three turn. Do you want to pull the trigger? On, uh, I, I, actually, at the end of the third round, with, that's the end of the third round. Let's yeah, talk about thir- that because Josh that, Allen, that is a big Hurts. debate.
0: I always say those guys look the elite are an advantage over the rest, and some people don't want to be in that grouping. I, I'm kind of in that one that I want to see Mahomes go off the board, and then I'm going to wait in the weeds and take Lamar or take Fields or Burrow at the value. But are you somebody who is not afraid to go early on one of the top three guys?
1: Yeah, I usually like to wait, you know, in that six, seven round area and pull the trigger right. there. And, and last year, that's where you could get Jalen Hurts. But obviously this year you cannot. Can <laughs> Jalen Hurts put up those obscene rushing numbers again? I doubt it. Uh I, You know, I, I don't know if he's going to score damn near 20 rushing touchdowns again. Uh, And maybe one of the Eagles running backs can catch a touchdown pass this year. Because if you look at Miles Sanders, Boston Scott and Kenny Gainville, none of them did last year. So maybe we can spread the ball out a little more in Philadelphia. Uh, A guy I want to talk about was uh, the tight end out of Minnesota, TJ Hawkinson. And I was doing a little research. You mentioned people talking about from week nine on with Joe Mixon. Let's talk about week nine on with TJ Hawkinson. This is after Mm -hmm. he got traded uh, to the Vikings, right? He ran the most routes, had the most air yards, and was targeted as the first read on a play more than any other tight end in the NFL from week nine on. I think he can put up numbers very close to Travis Kelsey, and you're going to get him for a fraction of the cost. So I love moving Hawkinson up. Uh, And again, you were right on the money with this Addison stuff. Everyone thought, "Oh, Addison's going to be great." You can talk to a lot of folks who can look at his last season at USC and go, "Eh, he wasn't really that great. He kind of, you know, was riding off the high of the Blitnikoff Award at Pittsburgh, and then he, you know, he kind of just coasted at, at UFC." If I want to put somebody in that tier. Uh, let's see, uh, who else can we put in there? I do love well, what I you're saying Gibbs about really Gibbs. I think is really
0: an interesting one, too. I think Gibbs is the guy that, and this is why I'm fading away from Mark Andrews so much about Hawkinson, too, because 14 picks later, you can go from Andrews to Hawkinson. That's a yeah. value I want to take. And I want the wide receivers early. I want to take those guys early or the the top running backs early. So if I'm going to take a value at tight end, I think Hawkinson's the perfect guy. But Gibbs, as Andrew pointed out, that kind of seems like a one to me, Brian, where the potential's there, the desire's there, and the draft capital's there to support that investment, right?
1: No question about it. And uh, I, I just want to pull up here what my co-host on the two-point stance was saying about Jameer Gibbs. We kind of all gloss over Jameer Gibbs because he was the second running back taken in the draft. And we all go, look at the capital that Atlanta spent on uh, B. John Robinson. The, being the 12th overall pick at running back is insane. And if you mm-hmm. can get jameer gibbs doing just what deandre swift did last year and deandre swift was a player they did not want to use right if uh-huh. jameer gibbs can just put up those numbers you're looking at a top 15 wide or a top 15 running back in ppr so i'm with you i think people are sleeping on gibbs that offense is going to be really explosive uh and like you said first six weeks they got no jameson williams they got to get the ball to somebody i think gibbs could really blow up early
0: Agreed. This is a good conversation. We'd like to continue our conversations always on our Discord. If you haven't, go sign up, com slash chat. It's free. And if you're a premium member of Fantasy Pros, fantasybros.com slash premium, you get access to even more channels and, of course, more tools on Draft Wizard and more tools on my playbook as well. Uh, great stuff today, gentlemen, as always. I also want to remind everybody, make sure you go to MillerLight.comslash slash fantasypros, get a beer in your hand. And start some of your drafts and enjoy the summer. This is what summer's all about fantasy football. Called Miller Lite. Again, the promo code is Fantasy Pros. And of course, don't forget, drink responsibly. And you might as well go do some fun things too. Game time is the perfect way to do it. So download the Game Time app and start getting some tickets for either comedy shows, go see a concert, go see some football games, some baseball games, and use that promo code Fantasy Pros to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, of course. And of course, go follow our good friend Brian Drake on the Twitter machine as well. You can follow him at Drake Fantasy and check out all his great work at Fantasy Points. Love those guys over there. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Brian and Andrew, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dierks, Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP.